Welcome, guys. Thank you for joining us for our third episode of the podcast, Interrupted by Christ. I'm here with Braden Wilhoyt and Chris Carter today, and I'm going to let Chris Carter kind of take it over and give a little introduction of himself. Uh, hey, guys. I'm Chris Carter. I'm one of the youth leaders here at Heritage. Um, I grew up here in Hilton's. I have an amazing wife and three daughters. I work for the Postal Service, and I'm a volunteer firefighter here in the community. You got three daughters? Yep, three daughters. Even the dog's a girl. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, all right, so uh, Chris Carter is one of our youth leaders here at Heritage Baptist Church, and uh, we're just going to ask him a few questions today and uh, kind of just get in the mind of him and uh, see wh- how he's grown up and how he's got to where he is with his walk in Christ. So, Chris, we're going to start off with uh, what made you want to become a youth leader? Uh, the reason I became a youth leader is I, I love kids. Um, I coach football, volleyball, and I'm one of the youth leaders here at Heritage. Um as you know, I'm very involved here at the church and with all the Hilton's community churches events. And I guess my main goal is to show teenagers and kids that we can't do this life without Jesus. We may think that we can, but we will always face some sort of temptations. And I just want them to know that God is faithful and he tells us that he will always provide a way to escape those temptations. That's 1 Corinthians 10, by the way, if you didn't know that. Okay, I didn't. So I'm glad you said that. Now I know. Okay. That's so cool. Chris... Uh, <coughs> So what keeps you going in your walk with Christ? Knowing that one day I'm going to be spending eternity in heaven with my Savior. And also just wanting to see my kids be saved and live their lives for God. So you, you want to leave a good good impression on your kids? and Hopefully sure. that's, that's, the, that's the point of it, trying oh, to yeah, anyway. For sure. So um, going back to the first question. So you've kind of you've been around kids a lot more than some people coaching and everything like that so you know you know exactly what to say sometimes and how to get through to them so sometimes yeah. sometimes, sometimes. Times. <laughs> you, pro- you probably know too about what the kids go through like in today's age of social media and yeah it's i've got two teenage daughters and then one really young daughter and it's just sin's out there boys it's it's there yeah. it's probably a lot different than when you used to be in school oh a lot different yeah all right, so so you are a Christian now. So what when you face those hard challenges, what keeps you going? What keeps you motivated in your walk with Christ as you go on? Just knowing that I'm going to spend eternity in heaven, and that's that's all that really matters to me. Oh yeah. So uh, so you kind of just you have a goal and you set in your mind and you see where you want to be, and that's your that's your dream. So right. It's kind of like reaching your dream job or something like that. Like you'll right. you'll do whatever you can to get to where you are. Okay. So, uh, Chris, what were some of the biggest challenges that you faced in high school? High school, man, that's that's a long time ago for me. <laughs> <laughs> it's a little different for me probably than for you all, but I'm sure there's a lot of it that can relate to. Um, my biggest challenge was a lot of my own dumb mistakes and bad choices. I was too busy trying to be what everybody else wanted me to be, and in that I, neg- I neglected my relationship with God, really. I kind of pushed him to the side thinking, oh, I've got my whole life to worry about God, and I'm going to do whatever I want to do. And he let me know real quick who was in charge. So yeah. that's kind of like what me and you talked about. We got into high school, started seeing a whole bunch of temptations, and kind of straight away yep. you were like, right, really, we're just going to have fun right now. Yeah, I noticed lives. in high school it was a lot harder to be a follower than a leader. Oh, yeah. Because you just wanted to fit into the crowd. I mean, yeah. And then, I mean, we did it without the phones, without social media. 
And thank God. <laughs> <laughs> it's social media has made it ten times worse it's, than what it used to be. It's good and bad. It's got its good it and is. its bad. It's a great way to spread the gospel of God, but it's yes. also a great way to spread temptations and Satan and all that stuff. Yes. Putting all the bad things out there in the world. Satan's real, folks. Oh yeah. And uh that's what sucks though. I wish he wasn't sometimes. I really do. But yeah. but that's what makes is though Satan since Satan's real and he faces us with this, that's what makes God so amazing is we face those, but he's already beat beat him for us. You yeah. Know? Yep. All right. So what exactly does Christ mean to you? It's a big question. What does Christ mean to me? Yeah. I just I mean he means everything to me. He's he's my savior. Um he's brought me through some bad times. Um he's helped me helped me through the good and the bad, I guess you'd say. And always been your best friend. Always. Yeah, no be, no uh, better friend to have. Yeah, that's nope. one good thing about Christ is when you have a friend, sometimes they tend to go away or they turn their back on you, but God will never do that. No, never. He and he plainly tells us he's gonna be right there with us. All the way. All the way. So, uh, when do you see God outside of church? I see him in my family a lot and in our community. Uh, I try and surround myself with a lot of godly people. And you wouldn't believe how much that has helped me in my walk with Christ. We have a lot of great pastors, preachers, godly people here in our community. that They're always willing to help out and always a shoulder to lean on. Yeah, this community around Hilton's is really, it's its almost like family, oh, honestly. It is. Like, I don't even live here, and I know a whole bunch of people around here that will help me <laughs> yeah. with every, what they can. Yeah, when I first uh, came to church at Heritage Baptist Church, and I kind of got familiar with Hilton's, I noticed that everybody pretty much knows everybody and has everybody's backs. Just yep. like we went to the rally mart this morning, me and Chris, and we ate, and we ate. And everybody in there talked to him, and he knew he knows everybody across the street and, and around the surrounding areas, you know. That's just part of it. Everybody's everybody's family around here. We've all we're all good friends, family. Uh, everybody's got that crazy uncle, you know. <laughs> yeah, it's a it's a small town where everybody knows everybody. Yes, you got that right. Walk anywhere and you say, "Hey, what's up?" Yep. Um. All right. So the next question is, what do you do to kind of stay away from sin to avoid it? Biggest thing I found in staying away from sin, I mean, it's it's inevitable. I mean, you're going to be around it every day of your life. But my biggest thing is you got to start with prayer. It's so important to have the communi- communication between you and God. Then I would say studying your Bible, getting in the Word, diving in, and just searching out what He's wanting to say to you through the Scriptures. Um, and like I said before, you got to surround yourself with people that want to help you grow and that want to be there for you. And someone, if you got any questions, like I've got a lot of questions to ask. And I know a lot of preachers here in the community, and I just I reach out to them. And it might seem simple to them, but it helps me out a lot. All right, so you said it's kind of like whenever you, you can distinguish, if you study and you pray, you can distinguish if that's Satan's voice or if that's God's voice and if that temptation is on Right. Thing. I mean, it. once you're saved and... Your heart belongs to God. When he speaks to you, you know it, and you know what should and shouldn't be in your mind and what you're reading and what you're studying. And, it, I mean, it should stick out to you pretty quick if it's something you don't need to be oh, yeah. thinking or 
stuff like you that. You can tell, too, a lot of times when you're doing something that's bad, the Holy Spirit will be tugging on you, telling you, yes. hey, don't do that. Yes. You're doing something bad. Don't do that. It goes back to that first uh, the high school question I asked you. It's the choices that you make a lot of the times. That kind of That's a determining factor, too. So, I mean. so uh, Chris, what's an experience that you've had with God? I know you all haven't had this experience yet, but seeing your child be born, that's a, that's a really good experience. Now you can definitely... That's definitely God-given uh, to witness life being born and one that you always remember. And another one, I guess, you all probably remember this, is the tent revival we had over here oh, yeah. a few oh, yeah. years ago. That. In the summer, yeah. Yeah, that was... That was a good time. That was great. That was really great. That's a... I, I rededicated my life that Thursday, I think, Thursday night service. And it's been... I've had a blessing ever since. It's been great. I didn't know that. Yeah, I, I did not either. know that. Yeah, that's and, cool. And man. that tent revival didn't it go a lot longer than expected? Yeah, it went something like, um, I think they were planning for like a week, and it went, I want to say two weeks or yeah, a little was, bit longer. I was than thinking that. it went like way over than what I it was. I think it was two, two or three weeks. It was great. What, what was the uh, big bonfire? I can't remember what. What Fire in the call field. Fire in the field. Fire in the field. That, that was a good time. Yeah, yeah. Good Christian music. Yep. Sitting around like we had a humongous bonfire. How yeah. how tall was that thing? <laughs> oh, it was probably 15 feet tall. <laughs> you stand within like 10 yards of that thing, and you were smoking. Hey, we needed it that night. It was cold. It was cold. It was cold. The people playing the instruments up on the trailer that we had, that they had frost on top of the drums. Yeah, it was It was definitely cold that night. But it was, it was an awesome time. Had a, did, If I can remember correctly, we had several people give their life across that night. I'm pretty Whenever sure. We had that. Who was preaching that night? Can you remember? Um, uh, one of our buddies, Rain, he came up and gave his testimony. Um, and Matt, Matt Lawson, he he gave his testimony, I believe. I know several people got involved with that. Like they, they, I'm pretty sure they. Yeah, it's great. It's great seeing a bunch of teenagers come out and worship the Lord when they could definitely be doing a lot of other stuff, and they they chose to be there. Yep, it's always a good thing to see. Yep. All right. So, were you a Christian in high school? I was, I was, yeah, but um, if you ask some of my friends back then, they would probably tell you otherwise. I was saved when I was 14. Um, it was at a youth trip that I went on with Weber City First Baptist, but over the next year or so, I got into a lot of things that I I knew that I shouldn't be doing, and God was letting me know that too, and I just, I thought I was too cool for Jesus, and back to question one again, that's, that's, that's why I'm involved with the youth. That way we can we can have some of the best times in our lives if we just put Jesus in our life. It's more than just singing the old hymns and reading the passages that we have no clue what the meaning is. It's all about getting together and studying and leaning on each other and figure out the meanings. Then you go to the next person, so on and so forth. That's why I love the name of your podcast, Interrupted by Christ. If you're a believer, that's what you're to do. You go out and be that interruption in that lost person's life. Yep. Oh yeah. And uh, I mean, you take I feel I feel like a lot of people with teenagers nowadays when they think of Christians, they think of people that go to church and do nothing but, like you said, read old hymns and stuff like that. Take for example that winter extreme trip that we went on. <laughs> Man, that was not old hymns. That was no, that was a whole bunch of teenagers staying in a cabin, playing games, going to a concert, listening to Crowder, um, Lecrae, Lecrae. Austin French, Riley Clemens, 
Just uh, Tim Tebow. Tim got to Tebow, hear Tim Tebow yeah. speak. That was, yeah. He even waved at you. Yep. Zane Black. Zane Black. He was really good. There is, there's a, I feel like they don't see Christianity as being fun, but it's a lot of fun you if you can, give it a chance. You can have a whole lot of fun in Jesus. You, you really just, can. You got to you gotta get your mind right and get your heart right. So out of the stuff that we've talked about today, Chris, what's some advice that you'd give to kids today, especially like in high school or younger kids? You all know me. The first thing is put down the phones, man. Yep. You got you got to put them down. We can't be getting wrapped up in all these earthly things, because there's a, there's a bigger picture out there. There's life beyond the grave. You just you just got to believe. You got to focus on your relationship with Jesus and love everybody. And if you can do those things, I guarantee you everything else will fall right into place for you. All right. So that's all the questions that we have for Chris. But I did tell Chris that I had a question for him, but I didn't want to tell him what it was. So a lot of teenagers nowadays have trouble believing in something that they've never seen, and they don't they don't want to believe in something they've never seen. So what was your what kind of made you believe in something like that, like that Jesus, you know, came and died on the cross for us, and that God's real? I guess just seeing seeing how everything has taken place in my life, all the blessings that I've had, um, the family, just how everything's fallen into place for me, and once I started praying more and reading more scripture and studying more and it just he just opened my eyes to a lot bigger things than what this world has to offer that's awesome man it it really is it's crazy how it's crazy the impact that he can have on somebody's life you know all right so we are you just got to be willing oh yeah yeah definitely it's it's all up to being vulnerable you got to like open yourself up to it so chris me and brayden talked a little bit about this last week uh, i talked about a hunting trip and he talked about a fishing trip and that god was involved and helped you throughout it or maybe you got a blessing out of somebody else what's a trip that you can kind of explain to us well I, the most recent one was this i mean this past deer season i got to take my friend's uh son hunting with us and um he's never killed a deer before and he was just i mean he's so excited about it and he's so into it and he pays attention to detail, and he just, I mean, you can tell that the fire's there. He, want, he wants to shoot that deer. And um, we, were, we were hunting out of the stand, and we had, a, we had a buck come in, and he just kept coming straight towards us and got closer and closer. And I was, in my mind, I wanted that deer to turn broadside before he shot. So I was just like, hey, just wait. He's going to turn broadside. Yeah. And he didn't. And he just, <laughs> he walked right towards us. And when he turned broadside, I said, hey, man, when he stops, you just lay it to him. Put some put some air in him. And he went, never stopped walking, walked right back into the woods. Um, we were hunting over this little field, and he just – and I thought I thought the hunt was over. I was like, man, that was, that was his chance. It wasn't five minutes later, man. This other buck comes rolling out, and he come down all the way to us. He probably wasn't 25 yards from us, and he just – I could tell he was excited, he was nervous, he was shaking, and he just, he shot, and unfortunately, we didn't find the deer. <laughs> so which, which buck was bigger, the first one that walked out or the second the, one? The first one was definitely bigger, but the second one, I mean, it was it was a decent little buck for him, yeah. I mean, especially for your first deer. Oh, yeah. I mean, that's that's a big thing. Yeah, I mean, my first deer was just a three-pointer, so it wasn't anything to really brag about it, honestly. Yeah, but for the first he was year, excited, was, though, wasn't you? Yeah, that's, that's right. That's, that's what it's thing. all about. It's a yeah. memory you'll never forget. Exactly. My first one was a spike, and I've got it mounted. Really? I think mine was a three-pointer. <laughs> yeah, mine was a three-pointer. 
you killed a good one. What was that last year? Year before last? 2017. Yeah. It was that, only back has it been that long? Yeah. With that compound bow you had? Yeah, I ain't hunted in like two the years. The velvet? Yeah. That was a nice buck. Yeah, big old eight pointer. In the backyard. Under a cedar tree. So, uh... <laughs> <laughs> the backyard. <laughs> <laughs> oh yeah, that's real hunting right there. Going in uh, deep, boys. Did I ever tell you what I was doing when that thing came out? I was digging in the dirt. <laughs> I was sitting. At, I swear to you, I was sitting <laughs> under a cedar tree and I was digging a hole in the dirt because I was bored. Don't incriminate yourself, Braden. Hey, I mean, I can't <laughs> lie. Don't make it sound <laughs> worse than what it already is. <laughs> sound worse? It's eight point velvet. Right. It was sound, legal. Don't sound bad. You killed it legally, right? Yeah. Yeah. It wouldn't have been gun legal, dude. but it was legal for a bow. Yeah, dude, that was the wildest. You were there. You remember how we found that deer? Yeah, I was there. I, I wasn't there when you shot it, but I got off work and I came over there. That was that was freaky. I remember getting the picture. It was, and that was that was a nice deer. I'd like to shot that deer. <laughs> <laughs> so that kid that you brought hunting, Chris, uh, have you brought him back hunting anymore? Do you know if he's killed his first buck yet or your first deer? He he still hasn't killed one yet. Um, our plans were to go hunting as often as we can they live over towards boone's creek area and they just we haven't been able to get together my schedule from the month uh november probably around thanksgiving where i work for the postal service and it just it got crazy season everybody especially this year since everything's pretty much all online you're getting everything shipped to you because all the stores have been closed no one wants to go out at all stimulus checks covid restrictions it's just yeah i know fedex and ups same thing like they've been backed up Job security. That's yep. right. I mean, nowadays, even back during the summer, ordering online went up like crazy. And yeah. then around Christmas time, it got even worse. Yeah, and so it, I mean, it hasn't stopped yet. It's still, and it's what still really, rolling. What really uh, killed us, too, is since uh, like Walmart and all the stores, they didn't do Black Friday this year. Everybody did a lot of Black, Black Friday deals online. That was a very busy month. That was horrible. Yeah, and that I mean, that's what took up most of my time. So I never was able to to schedule a time to get him back down here to actually get in a good hunt. But we went this past spring, went uh, turkey hunting and tried to get him on some turkeys then, but that didn't, that didn't work out either. So, so do you, do you plan on taking him turkey hunting this spring? I'll take, I'll take him if he wants to go. That's, that's one thing I've never done. A turkey hunt. Turkey hunting? Never done. My dad's killed a few turkeys. I've been once or twice with him. We caught, we called one of them kind of close and never got close enough. Those, it was still probably 75 yards away. Oh, it's turkey. There ain't nothing like it, in my opinion. That's my favorite. It's turkey my favorite hunting? thing to hunt. Even really? over deer? See, I thought deer. Oh, I thought way you, over deer. Yeah, I thought Dang. deer was your favorite. No, turkeys, all day. Why? What makes it? What makes it so much better? Uh, it seems boring to me. I ain't. <laughs> I mean, I've never been, <laughs> there, but there ain't nothing boring. About, I mean, I guess it could be boring if you don't see anything. But I will say this is the this is the one thing I will say. I've been deer hunting before. Haven't seen a dang thing. Didn't see any tracks of anything at all. But and every time I've been turkey hunt, I've at least heard one gobble. Yeah, and that's that's what does it for me. Right at daylight when they start gobbling, that's now I think that, that would be cool. Hear one off in the distance, kind of yeah. calling. Your yeah. heart starts when, beating a little bit, and then when you start hitting that turkey oh, call yeah. a little yeah. bit, and then you hear them get a little bit closer yeah. and closer. Right that's when you get set up and the sun just barely, you can barely hear, see it poking out of the poking out of the sky. I feel like that would be fun. They start be gobbling. It's now, an adrenaline rush. But one one time, me and my dad went uh, turkey hunting. We got to the top of the holler, and there was a tree that was laid down. This isn't last week's story, just so y'all know, <laughs> but there was a tree that was laid down, and uh, there was a hen that was in the nest. It was just right above us, and it was kind of funny, actually. We would hit our call, so there was a hen. <coughs> there was a hen that was in the nest right above the tree, and we kind of laid about t- we kind of laid about ten yards from there, 
And um, every time we'd hit our call, that hand would call. So we were kind of fighting over the gobbler. And eventually, about an hour later, that hand got down and went down to the gobbler because I think the gobbler was starting to come closer to us, and the hand just went towards it. So it was Cole versus the real turkey. Exactly. Which, yeah. one, which one would win? <laughs> Usually the real ones. Yeah. It's kind of like he said, that deer was coming right at you, and you was hoping it would turn broadside, but they never do what, what you want no. them to do. They never do. No, he turned broadside. He just never stopped walking. He <laughs> just kept on going. Had a fast walk. Do you give it a mer? <laughs> <laughs> no, no, we didn't. We didn't throw any of those out there. That's what I did. Made it stop about five yards in front of me. It was, it was pretty close. <laughs> you got to remember, this is a kid. Yeah, that kid probably start laughing if you were just kept saying, mar, mar, mar. Look over and be like, like, what are you doing? Yeah. All right, guys. So this is kind of going to wrap things up. Uh, this will be the end of this podcast. And uh, Chris, do you have any more final thoughts before this ends? I just want to tell you all, I love you. Thank you for what you're doing. I think it's a great thing you're doing here. And God bless you. I appreciate it. All right, so this will be the end of it. And I hope you guys enjoyed. Email us again at transformbray.co at gmail.com. And I'll catch you guys later. You'll have a good rest of the week, and uh, we'll get the next podcast out to you on Sunday. Adios.